Hey, 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 everyone. Um, I know this is an odd day for me to be on. I was supposed to be on yesterday. Well, welcome to Emotion Monday on a Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday and definitely not six o'clock. It's 630. Um, so let me just go through my uh, disclaimers and then we could chat for a little bit. Um, until people start popping up or noticing that I'm on. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Emotion Monday, but it is Tuesday. And what Emotion Mondays does is um, it's a kickstart to the week. Um, I prayed to God and asked him, you know, what day did you want me to uh, do these? Because he wanted me to continually get on uh, to inspire, to encourage, to give somebody a jump start to their week. And what I may be discussing, um, maybe confirmation and a push for someone. And then also how the flow goes for Emotion Monday. It is Tuesday. I must keep on saying it. <laughs> um, is that I write a blog and then it kind of starts a discussion and it keeps the discussion going. Um, so that is what we're doing today. And also, I want to thank my podcast listeners. Um, to just continually uploading, you know, every time that I, I post an episode. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for consistently being on, even from different countries um, have been logging on. So I thank God I take it not for granted. So we're just going to go ahead and get started. Let the healing begin. Everybody, I miss y'all. I feel like I haven't been on here in such a long time and you know just to let you guys know um give you a little insight of what's been going on in my life you know i've been prepping you know for uh preaching so um just this past um wednesday i became a licensed minister so that's what i have been working on getting my mind together on um you know just getting my thoughts together because you know, and I'm just chit-chatting a little bit before we get in our topic. Um, this was a big ordeal for me. This was something that God had been preparing for me, you know, preparing me and prepping me for because I take I took it, I didn't take it lightly at all. I feel like, you know, being in this position, I have to align my life up to God. You know what I mean? Like I have to align myself up to God. You know, I can't just say, oh, I answered and then not want to align my life up to God. But not that I was doing anything, but it's just that sometimes some things come out when you step in things that are holy, you know, to God. So that's just like in marriage. If you get married, that's a holy union. Things will be exposed. I'm I, I'm going to tell you what I know. Things will get exposed. So this is kind of what happened. Um, Asked me, even when me coming to answer the call, you know, to become a, um, a minister, to preach and everything. You know, God, I took you guys to the journey of me being delivered from the spirit of Jezebel, you know, and manipulation. Um, I took you guys through, you know, me having to be delivered from, um, uh, from, you know, just uh, rejection, uh, offense, <laughs> you know, all kinds of things along the way of me answering this call. So that's where I've been, y'all. I have been prepping my mind and prepping my spirit to to answer, you know, the call to minister. And I did my first sermon um, and that was nothing but the Holy Spirit. 
um, for people that know me, know that I'm not a person that wants to go on stage, that wants to talk in front of a bunch of people. And I come on here every week only because out of obedience, and we're going to get into that, out of obedience into what God has called me and told me to do, it's not a preference, trust. It's not a preference. I tell y'all what I would rather do. I would rather hide behind a pen and paper. You know, my my thing is writing. If I can write and people will read it without me showing up on screen, I'm good. But God said, uh-uh, your voice needs to be heard. You need to speak. So I'm obeying to the will of God and, you know, and He He he's with me. You know, he's with me because when I speak to you guys, I can do it easily because God's spirit is operating. You know, this isn't Relinda. I just said that I will show up, you know, and here he is. So anyways, let's go ahead. I don't want to just take up too much of you guys this night, Um, but really even yesterday. I was supposed to come on yesterday, but what happened is, you know, um, and for my podcast listeners, even those that are listening from another country, uh, it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. <laughs> so I was out, I was shopping, and I had every intention of coming on today and every intention. I was like, okay, if I can't come on at six o'clock, I will do a um, pre-record. You know, that was my other, I didn't have time to do a pre-record. So here I am on Tuesday. So guys, forgive me. Forgive me for not sticking to what I said I would do. All right. So let's go ahead and get to this topic, y'all. So um, you guys probably didn't have time to look at the blog. Like I said, I'm trying to get them out on time. So the subject is the pain of obedience. This is part of the pain series. Last time that I was on here, I think I did the, the pain of... um. What did I do, guys? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and look really quick. What I did. I did the pain of. No. That's not what I did. You know what? I think I had a podcast episode or something. I don't know. But I thought I did something without. Well, anyways, regardless. We're in the pain series. So I have a, a, a list of things. Oh, pain of alignment. Yes, it was. I did do that. Um, the pain of alignment. That is the last thing that I did. And I don't know why it's not showing up on my blog thing. I know I wrote it. Um, so I just feel like in this season, we're all going through uh this pain of where God wants us to be, and it's causing pain because. We've been avoiding and running from it for such a long time. You know, the pandemic happened. It has shifted and shook us in a way where we we had to sit still for a minute. We had to see uh, what God was dealing with. You know, we had to sit and face what God has been trying to deal with uh, with us for a while. So, you know, so now we're going through these pains. You know, now we're going through this pains of aligning ourselves, these pains of obedience. And like I said, I have a whole bunch of things I'm going to go through regarding our pains and how to deal with them. Um, but today, tonight, we're going to talk about the pain of obedience. And I'm going to start, go ahead and start reading, y'all. So obedience is not exactly the easiest thing to do. 
There has to be a little pain in order to appreciate the peace and joy of obeying. Will you obey? All right, y'all. Will y'all obey? And obedience, um, you know, is also when we talk about obedience, we talk about uh, submitting and submission. So for a lot of people, that's like a cuss word. You know, nobody wants to submit. Nobody wants to uh, maybe, you know, it just sounds really, it's basically humbling yourself, you know, to an authority or, you know, whatever, because a lot of times we think we know what is best and we don't want to, and the thing about it with obedience, you know, you have to be open to being a student. You know, I count it as learning, you know, when you're under you can, you can learn a lot. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, continue reading, y'all. Obedience. The act that goes against the raw urges and desires that we have being human. We have to understand that our flesh only wants what feels good, but it's not necessary what is good for us. You all should know by now that I am a word girl. Look, I love word searches. I love... Because you could get so much revelation out of one word that you continually use all the time, you know, and you'll be wowed at what revelation you might get, you know, at the time. So we will start off this blog with the definition. Obedience is compliance with an order, request or law or submission to another's authority. What sticks out to me in the definition is the submission to another's authority. Sometimes we feel that we are okay operating under our own own authority. In this blog, we obviously are discussing obedience to God. So just letting y'all know right off the bat (laughs) what I do talk about all the time. All roads lead to God. All roads lead to Jesus, you know, in these lies and everything that I talk about. You know, I address the surface, but all roads lead to God. You know, we're created by him. So any issues that we have, you know, he's the biggest problem solver. So any issues that we have, it has to connect to the source. You know, he's our creation creator. So he knows what it takes to get us to a place. All right. And so, you know, what's when I said what stuck out to me, the submission to another's authority. Immediately, I thought about, you know, marriage. And I thought about, you know, when they say you have to submit, you know, you have to submit to your husband, you have to submit. So we don't, you know, a lot of women don't like that. What do you mean? Do I have to just do, you know, so in our, in some, you know, a lot of women's minds, it's like, almost like you're putting a leash (laughs) on someone. And it might be scary because you'd be looking like, well, I have no control over my life anymore. You know, like. I'm used to making my own decisions. I'm used to doing what I want to do. Who going who gonna to check me, boo? Who going to do? Who going to tell me what to do? You know, I've been grown for a long time now and ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. That's not, that's not what that is. You know, it's acknowledging, especially when it comes to God, it's acknowledging and not necessarily like it's, okay, I'm going to put it like this. For me, it's like, that doesn't mean you have to change who you are. A lot of people feel like, especially like I'm talking in the context of marriage. 
I don't even know why I got there. But in the context of marriage, when you submit under your husband, they feel you feel like, oh, now where's my identity? I don't have my identity identity anymore. And that is not true. You know who you are. And it's just basically like, you know, your assignment. You're just taking your order and you know your assignment. That's just basically what it is. So as in the context of God being over us and we're submitting to God, is that he holds the instructions. That doesn't mean you don't know you're losing who you are. Well, God to tell you who you are. He made you. He knows who you are. <laughs> but you, there is freedom. There's freedom under submitting to God. And I think sometimes we don't know, we, we feel like we're losing freedom. And that's why we don't want to submit to God and do what he says, because it's not, it's not aligning to what we want to do. And I'll get into that. Uh, sometimes we feel that we are okay operating on our own authority. You will not submit. You will not submit if you do not trust that. Hey, that's a big one. Will not submit if I don't trust. And like I said, in the context of marriage, I, you know, you have to kind of think about that. If you're not willing to submit to your husband, do you really trust him? Do you really trust him? You know, even, yeah, do you really trust him? So it's like with God, you can't trust anyone that you don't know. So what does it take to know, you know, the person? You have to have conversations. That's just like with God. You got to have conversations with him. You got to have encounters with him. You have to know how he moves and, and what he says about certain things. And the word is definitely, you know, a big part of it. And, you know, just spending time with him in prayer, you know, spending time in worship with him. Oh, you'll get to know him. And once you more, you know, the more you'll trust, the more you'll trust. And then the easier it is to submit to him. All right. <laughs> uh, sometimes we feel that we are okay operating under our own authority in this blog we obviously are discussing obedience to God this is the first and foremost thing that has to be understood and accepted especially when going into purpose so it's like this whole big old thing you say you want purpose you say oh what am I on this earth to do what am I supposed to do but yet you won't submit under God and you want some under God because you don't trust him. And because you don't know him. <laughs> so it's like all these different components, you know, that come with that. And I think that's why a lot of people, when they say, I don't know what my purpose is, I, I, I'm having a hard time finding it, is because you're not, you're not, you don't know him. You don't know him, the, the, the designer of your destiny, the designer of your purpose, of your whole just being. You don't know him. You just know that you're here. You're breathing. You got to work to get a check. You got to feed. You know, you got to eat to stay alive. Um, You got you. You, you know, you got to have some fun and leisure once in a while. But there's more to life than that. There's more to life than that, than just living just here. <laughs> you know, we're passing through, but we have a work to do. And so you have to submit to God and obey, you know, in order to get the most out of what he wants you to do here on this earth. 
Um, after all, he is our creator. And who better to know how we wish we should operate in the world? Who better to know how to function in our purpose? I think we are pretty much game for the idea of listening to God because it will lead us to our destiny. But I believe it's the in-between steps of obedience that may cause the most issues for us. So when I say that, you know, everyone's game for like, hey, God has a call on your life or God has a purpose for you to do in the world. You know, so we get excited. We're just like, yay, you know, um, I have, you know, God has something for me to do here. But then when that, uh, that instructions of obedience come, we're like, uh-uh, this can't be it. This is the devil. Oh, no, this cannot be it. This is not how I get to where I'm supposed to go. And I'm telling you, that is probably what you have to do to get to where you're supposed to go. It's not a cakewalk. It's not easy. It's not. And I'm going to tell you why and I'm going to read on. But it's in that in between of you saying, yes, God, okay, I'm going to do what you say. And the minute that you say that, here he comes sending in your, your, your training and your materials. This is what he does. He sends in your materials. All right. God never does everything all at once. And that's another thing. God never does everything at once. He doesn't do things in our timing. <laughs> he does it in what he knows in his timing and what he knows what it will take. Um, he knows exactly what it takes, see, to get you to the big picture. He kind of breaks us down in increments. So it's like he breaks us down little by little by little and not in a way, not in a bad way. It's a good way. He breaks us down and I'm going to get into really what that is. Uh, there are things and habits that we have accumulated over the years that have to be dealt with. So the what we have to be broke down from is things and bad habits and um, ways of thinking and things that we were filled with. He has to break that off of us because that is what was teaching us to be who we are. And so that hurts because that's something that we learned growing up. You know, it could be from parents. It could be from friends, TV, radio, you know, things that we watch, things that we read. It could be from, you know, experiences, things that we experiences. This is like, a buildup of who we are and it doesn't align up with God. It's not godly. It's not holy, but we already said, you know, and already thought in our minds, well, this is me. This is me. This is how I am. This is who I'm going to be in the earth. And that's not true. So when God starts to break us down <laughs> from that, then it's a problem. Most of us have went through things that tried to destroy or damage us. Even though those things happened, we did not break. And even if we did, we serve a God that knows how to put the pieces of us back together. Like nothing has ever happened. So, you know, even with the bad habits and everything, we've picked up things or we went through experiences that tried to destroy you know, or damage us. You know, and sometimes uh, 
it's like a twofold thing. Um, either God, even then was trying to break us down or it was the enemy, you know, just trying to destroy us because we weren't sold out on God. We didn't know enough of God blessings who that is. Cause I can't see on my end. See, it says Facebook user. It's like you have to register for the, um, stream yard, but welcome. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like either the enemy sends it or, you know, God may been trying to use it, you know, to get us to a place, but either way, all things work together for the good of, of those, you know, who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes, but we may call it, it damaging and destroying us. Oh, Hey, Portia. <laughs> Uh, we may call it damaging to us because we don't know God. That's something to say, huh? Um, the more that deeper that we get into God, the more that we know exactly, you know, we won't know. We don't know all of God. Listen, I, we ain't never, <laughs> we ain't never going to know all of God. But what we do know with what he has allowed us to know and get about him, you know, it, it, it gets easier to obey. It gets easier to listen to his voice and be like, okay, God, I know it's you. I'm going to go ahead and do it. But if you don't know, you think you're being attacked and you're being killed. <laughs> it just reminds me of Job. You know, everything was taken away from him. And if, if anything, the whole thing was his faith was being, you know, tested. His faith was being tested and actually he was brought to another level, another revelation, you know, of God, you know, cause he was obedient, you know, he did everything that he was supposed to do and he still got stripped away from his family. I mean, money, crops, animals, everything got taken away from him, but the devil tried to use it, you know, for him to curse God and turn him away. But you know, Job's faith was so just there, you know, even though he went through all that suffering, even had, you know, uh, leprosy and all of that stuff, he stood through them tests and them challenges, you know, and, and, and out of, was obedient, was obedient until he got to this other level, you know, with God, that's the best how I could explain it. But he, that's because he knew God, you know what I'm saying? He knew God. So he wasn't going to turn away and curse God. Cause I know too much. I know too much about him. But it's it, okay. It's pushing me. It's pushing me to get to this point. But he knew because it could have been worse. You know, if he didn't, he would have turned back and, you know, whatever. Um, These things that has happened over the years shaped our way of thinking and gave us a theology about life until we encounter God. You know what I'm saying? You know, until we encounter God, you know, things that happen to us shape us for who we are. And it gave us about how life should be until we encounter God. And he tells you that ain't what it's supposed to be. <laughs> so now he's telling us he's undoing things that we've been doing that we, we say, oh, this is how life should be. And then we encounter him and then he's untying these things. It's painful. It is painful. So I'm going to go ahead and read because I think I'm reading ahead of myself. <laughs> So if I could paint a picture, it is almost like I can see his hand switching some things around my brain and we rewiring everything. 
This rewiring usually happens by using circumstances and situations that are meant to teach us, also known as rewire, rewrite our doctrine to line up with his. So, like I said, I don't even know how I got that pictorial, but I just thought like, you know, God just kind of in my in my brain, you know, just doing things. But he uses experiences, which is a rewiring, you know, and restructuring of our thoughts. Like, well, God, I thought my life was going to be this way. But now you're challenging me with the situations and things I have to go through. Now I'm starting to see you more and more. The more that I keep going through these challenges and these these things, these complications, the more I'm seeing him, you know? So the more that we obey and bend to those processes, because that's all that it is. That's all that it is. Whatever pain and things that we go through in life, it's all a part of the process. So we might as well experience that little pain Yep, recalibrating us. That's good. I like that. Recalibrate us. That's actually an excellent word. You know, I should put that on my blog. That's actually an excellent word. Yes, it's basically recalibrating, resetting us. And it's best to just go through that little pain, you know, because nobody likes to go to school, get up every day and go to school. I mean, there might be some people, but that's weird. But... <laughs> You know, to get up and go to class and your brain adjusting to something new. You know, it's kind of what I think about in my circumstances and things that God puts puts me through. I'm learning something new, you know, at the end of it. So I might as well go through this little pain, go through this little discomfort, you know, to get to where, to get this wisdom or to get the, uh, the knowledge he wants me to have. We sure don't. I can't stand it. <laughs> right. And don't nobody want to be in class all the time, y'all. Listen, we fight back. We fall. We repeat certain things. And guess what? This is painful. Sometimes we inflict so much pain on ourselves because of disobedience. We could have been past. We, we, we didn't even have to go through things as long as we, we would have if we would have obeyed. Sometimes we throw ourselves back into cycles. And guess what I, I learned about the enemy? The enemy loves when we go through cycles. It's like, because the enemy is not even made to be everywhere. He is not everywhere at the same time like God. God is the only one that's omnipresent. The enemy is not omnipresent. He likes to throw you in these cycles. Leave and then come back, you know, it could be days, another season. Come back to see if if you got out. Like, oh, let me see if she or he about to get out. So if it looks like you about to get out, he going to find ways to throw you back in. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Jonah. <laughs> Disobedient. You know, so it's like there are times where you you going through so much pain yes god is putting you through a process but if you are in it that long because you're not going through the process you're constantly trying to run away like jonah you're trying to run away and it's just like it gets worse and worse and worse the more you fight the more you keep falling and the more you just keep repeating things 
you know, and I will even say, and you keep getting into relationships that, you know, God may have told you, take a break, take a break because you're not healed all the way. We got to obey that. And then we keep jumping into little relationships, keep jumping into situationships and our heart get broken all over again. Why? Because we have not obeyed God. Let him, let us experience that, that discomfort of loneliness, of being lo- alone. I wouldn't say, yes, we experience loneliness, but being alone. You know, there's still a power in one, <laughs> you know, of being alone. And just experience that little discomfort of just being by ourselves. You know, teaching him teaching us to love ourselves a little more, you know, um, highlighting our strengths, dealing with our weaknesses. I would think that me telling him, telling me to not date for a while, that's so much worth it. That's so much worth it because if I don't listen to him in that season, I'm going to keep on going through season and season and season, you know, season after season after season after season. What would have took one year of, of self-reflection and healing took about six because I, I wouldn't stop dating people. I don't even know why I'm using that example, but that's a common example. That's for men and women. We try to find our solutions in these people and our solution is going through the process. All right. (laughs) Our solution is obeying God. He know, he know you're not going to like it being alone. He know you just not, you know, and even for jobs, you know, I won't just study with relationships. I know relationships is a a really relatable one, but even jobs, you know, he may tell you to work here for a season. You really kind of don't like it there. (laughs) You don't like it there. But guess what? He told you to stay here for a season, but then you like, nah, I'm not going to take that job. So I don't want to work there. But he told you to. It might be someone there for you to minister for a minute. You know, someone that you need to talk to there. It don't have to always be about you. Just be obedient. And one thing about obedience is that I learned that to stop asking why. Why I got to do that, God? Why you want me to do that, God? <laughs> I just obey. I just obey. Because sometimes, even when he shows us the whole picture, it can scare us more than the process. If, if God would have told me years ago that I was going to preach a, a sermon, you know, on a stage, I would be like, nope, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that. Because then I've been freaking myself out, trying to see how I could prepare for it. When my preparation came through my processes, I just said yes to every little thing that he told me to do. And that's what prepared me for the call. All right. So, yeah, God's not going to do that. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> repeated cycles is painful. So you don't want to do that. Who wants to keep repeating tests and classes? Not I. I don't want to repeat a class. I don't want to repeat a test. I want to get it right and get it right the first time. I want to pass the first time because it's too much to even take the test. It's too much to take the whole class, to go through the whole curriculum. Uh-uh. Nope. I'm going to get it this time. 
Um, so not I, no matter how painful it is, I don't want to repeat the lesson. I don't want to repeat it. I don't want to repeat it. That's the whole thing. God, you give me something that's teaching me. I don't want to go through that again. Absolutely not. So I will press through. And that's something and encouragement that I want to give you guys. Press through the process. Press through your pain. Press through your circumstances that you're going through. You know, and how do you do that? I did my roughest season that I've went through. I pressed through through worship. And it wasn't how I I am now. I how I got into worship was that I I prayed. Like I prayed. I didn't even know. I I used to just go to God and ask, "Well, God, how do I pray?" You know, how, how do, what do I say? You know, so I just started just being relaxed, open with them. I prayed, you know, whatever prayers I knew about my, for my family. And then I started telling him who he was to me in that moment. And then it got deeper. It got deeper and deeper and deeper. And my concentration in that, in that worship got me through my process. My focus was on him. And not what was around me. No matter what was going, the storm that was going on around me, that helped my focus stay on him was worship. So if you're wondering, how do I get through this process and how do I get that? Keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, keep your eyes on him. Let that be your focal point. I know that's easier said than done, but you have to know who what he means to you. If you know that he's responsible for pulling you out, for saving you and creating you, you're going to try to keep your focus on him. It's not easy because some stuff try to get you off your rocker, but you got to keep your focus. And that's through worship and prayer. You know, it takes it takes some discipline. Um, God promises that he will be with us through all of this rewiring and purging of what I picked up over the years that was not his will for my life. So you have to remember, even when you're going through these tests and these acts of obedience and things that he wants you to do, you have to know that he's with you. He gave it to you. You have to know that he's with you. And it's like a comforting thing when you know that he's with you, he's walking with you. Because then it's like, when you don't know what to do and you ask, he always gives you this encouragement, either strictly from his mouth through prayer or through someone. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. God loves to give out communication whenever he can. <laughs> if you ain't, if you don't even have the, the ears to kind of really hear in the spirit, he always sends someone. So don't count it strange if a stranger or, you know, even a, you could be watching a movie and for some reason... <laughs> Something is hitting your spirit, like something is just turning, and you're just like, wait a minute, why am I why am I intaking this so so much? Why is this affecting me? God probably trying to God is probably trying to tell you something. He's probably trying to talk to you. Before I can really listen a, a little bit better in the spirit, I will always hear it through preaching. I will always hear it through, you know, like I said, even strangers will come up to me. And say things and my discernment you know deep and deep and because of how much i knew of him i knew that that was god talking 
And so he trusted me with picking him up. It's a whole, listen, y'all, this walk, (laughs) this walk with Jesus is something else. You know, you got, you got to learn his voice. You'll get to learn his voice the more you seek him. All right. Um, I can imagine Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. I, I use the example many, 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 many times because, you know, I can relate to, you know, just that fear of going into the assignment. I can't, I can't imagine to the extent of, you know, being crucified, you know, on a cross. But I can imagine going into something that your flesh absolutely doesn't want to do. So as I said, I can imagine Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, even though he knew his time of crucifixion was here, it was a struggle. The flesh rebelled a little, but nevertheless, Jesus stated, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus was obedient till death. He was obedient till death until the assignment and destiny were finished on the cross. We have to be obedient in this thing until our assignment, until our, you know, destiny purpose on this earth is finished. If we don't obey, we're going to keep on going through cycles. We're going to keep on going through unnecessary pain. You know, I mean, longer than we look at the children of Israel. What journey was supposed to take what? Four months. How long did it take? 40 years. What's wrong with (laughs) y'all? What is wrong? Y'all should have been at your destination. All he wanted you to do was to acknowledge him as God and to worship him. He was trying to, first of all, oh, this is so good. I don't even know why I didn't put this in my blog, but that was a, a, a good example, even in that. You came from a world, the, the, the Israel, Israelites came from a world system. They didn't picked up all kinds of habits, y'all. <laughs> they didn't picked up all kinds of horrible habits and ways of thinking. So they figure even though they were asking God, you know, we want to be free. And they knew a deliverer was coming. They knew that they were going to be free from their bondage. But I wondered if they actually knew what that meant. They were so used to to eating leftovers and and working hard, being up at a certain time, going to sleep at a certain time, you know, having certain things, living in certain places. But then still we're asking for freedom for, from bondage. But then once that day came and realized they had to go through a process, <laughs> had to go through the wilderness. And all God was trying to do is trying to cleanse them from the world system, from Egypt. The things that they picked up from Egypt, they were so hard-headed, y'all. They were so hard-headed, so disobedient that they even tried to recreate an idol. Like they tried to recreate their own God because it was easier. (laughs) (laughs) because it was easier because this one didn't move we knew where it was at you know this guy we knew where it was at this guy we knew what it looked like this guy we could touch you know and what happened they didn't went through unnecessary years and turmoil when they should have just bowed down 
follow God's laws, followed the leader that was appointed to lead them out. You know what I mean? So that's a perfect example. What happens? It's a lot of disobedience that goes on in the Bible and God deals with it. You know? All right. I'm done. That got me excited. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Even Jesus went through pain while obeying because of the shell that he was in. Listen, this flesh is a mess. Oh, come on, CJ. Especially after all God had done for them. Now, CJ, you, you messing up because you about to get me into another tangent. Oh, ungrateful. Ungrateful. And let's reflect that, reflect that within us. After all God has done for us, we got the audacity to say no. <laughs> God, I'm glad that you, you gave me a house. I'm glad that you gave me a job, but I ain't doing that. That you want me to do? I'm not doing that. But he wants you to do that to get to your purpose. You're so comfortable in what he has done for you. And not realizing that if you obey, he's going to, you know, he's, he hasn't stopped there. He hasn't stopped at your last blessing. He has so much in store for you. And blessings are just a bonus. Listen here. Blessings is just a bonus. Oh, with, with obedience comes peace and joy to me. In this stage of my life, 40 years old, peace and joy is something to be highly sought after, especially when there are people that just can't get it, that just can't get it, that that don't know. That, I mean, they, can ha they have the money, the houses, and they have no peace, don't know how to get to it, don't have no real joy, don't know how to get to it. Don't know how to get to it. They got all that money. Money can't even do nothing for them. I mean, they can get whatever they want. They can go wherever they want and it can comfort them for a little bit. But that joy and that happiness and things that come from Jesus, that come from obeying and his presence. Come on here. That's it too, CJ. Treating God like a genie and a lamp. Get their wishes and throw them back on the shelf. Oh, come on here. That's what they do. That's what they do. Treating God like a genie and a lamb. He's not a genie, y'all. You can't get what you want. You can't say, God, do this. And he gonna do it. If it's in his will, his will and you know how to ask things that's in God's will, align your heart with his. That's why every day we have to ask God, cleanse our heart. Purify me, Lord. You know, take out anything that is not of you in my heart. Clean it. Renewing me a clean heart. Creating me a clean heart and renewing me a, a, a right spirit. That's what we should pray every night because we don't know what we what we done. We we can sin. We sin every day. I promise you, we sin every day. <laughs> we think things we're not supposed to think. We say little things we're not supposed to say. We sin every day. You know, so when our hearts are, are pure towards things of God, it aligns to him. And so whatever we ask in his name, we're going to get it. You know, but 
You don't just all willy-nilly just ask and you know you you know your heart trifling. You know your heart is trifling. <laughs> and you may not know how trifling it is because you know who knows the heart is so deceitful and wicked. We don't know that either. So that's good. Yep. Treat uh God like a genie in a lamp, y'all. So oh Jesus, that was good. You ain't got me started, CJ. <laughs> Um, so you see what I'm saying? Even Jesus went through pain while obeying because of the shell that he was in. Listen, this flesh is a mess. Throughout my walk with Jesus thus far, it gets a little easier to obey God. Notice I said a little, y'all. It's still a challenge uh, to obey God because you have to uh, deny your flesh and kill your flesh as much as you can. You know, that's what fasting is for. You know, that's what consecrating is for, not listening to everything, not watching everything. That's what it's for, you know, so you can know that it's God, know that know that he's telling you to do something and you do it, you know, without a fight to your flesh. I go push you every chance I get. Oh, thank you, CJ. Come on, push you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So my push for submitting is minimizing really what my flesh can do without his spirit. So that's another thing, you know, I think of when I submit and I obey God is that, you know, um, I just know and I focus on that. I really can't do what he wants me to do without his spirit. So I want to obey as much as I can, because even this, what I'm doing right now. I can't blog without his spirit. I can't come on here and talk to you guys without his spirit. I can't preach without his spirit. I can't do it. It's not in it's not in me to do it. You know, and without God, I am a mess and I really can't do much. Y'all got to know how to humble yourself. Just you know, if you say that to yourself without God, I really can't do much. I can't do it. I can't do much. I can only eat, go to sleep, go to work, you know, whatever. Yes, I could rest on gift, but will it always glorify God? What becomes the reason for me living? You know, gifts and callings come without repentance. So I can gift it all day long. But it's something when you use your gift to glorify God that gives you that, that I mean, that, that power and that, um, that happiness and that peace. When you use this, you submit your gift to God. When you use your gift out of obedience to God. So writing, you know, I think that's a gift of mine. I can do that without too much thinking. But I submit my gift to God and he, he blows on it. <laughs> and it makes it 10 times better and it makes me happy and I'm peaceful about it. I'm, I, I submit, I write about God. I can write about anything, y'all. I can write anything. I can write fiction. I can write, I can write anything that I want. Because that's the gifting. But if it's not to glorify God, you know, it, it's like it takes more energy out of me, you know. So um I obey because I know and realize through life experiences who has the upper hand. That does not mean I always get it right every time either. One okay, so here goes confession time. Y'all always know that um 
you know, I'm not afraid of telling and 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 uh, being transparent on here. You know, I love to be transparent because how can I help someone else out if I don't reveal that I have issues and things that I go through? So one morning while I was going about my normal work routine at home and listening to prayer, I heard God say, ask me to trust you again. I'm going to say that one more time. Ask me to trust you again. Because I was already like in a place of, um, you know, thinking and and I'm listening to prayer. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the spirit, you know. <laughs> so when I heard it, I said, oh, my God. So I immediately burst into tears and built up the courage to ask God, Lord, trust me again. Lord, trust me again. This was very humbling. It was like I repented and humbled myself in the presence of God in that request. Long story short, God has blessed me, but I have not exactly been the best steward of what he has given me. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Like I said, y'all, I'm very transparent. You know, I can't get on here professing God and not reveal my hiccups and things that I, I, I have, you know, in life, my, my fumbles, <laughs> because I acknowledge them, God works on me with them, so I don't mind sharing, you know, so like I said, um, I haven't been the best steward of what he has get over the best, I haven't been the best steward of what he has given me, and I'm not afraid to admit that, there are things I could have, could have, and should have accomplished with what he gave me, what kind of God tells you basically that he wants you to ask him for another chance? That's crazy to me. Like God deals with me in like puzzles and riddles. It's crazy. Uh, you know, he wants you, he wants me to ask him for another chance. He said, ask me to trust you again. Woo, Jesus. Not that I wasn't going, but Lord, so you're telling me basically obey. See, this is another <laughs> level of obedience. And like I said, what kind of God tells you basically that he wants you to ask him for another chance? A God with a love that is definitely not like ours and a love that is indescribable. So in a nutshell, Yes, obedience to God and the people and things he uses to get us there can be painful. But on the other side is a reward that we can never imagine obtaining. God bless. So that's the end of the blog, guys. Um, you know, like I said, I'm going to be doing more uh, with this pain series. Um, I think the week after next, I'm doing a special um a segment so you guys don't want to miss this i have two guests that are coming on um it's not about pain but it's just really addressing um things that we don't talk about you know in the church community and everything i'm not going to say it you guys have to have to wait till the flyer come out but i'm going to continue with this pain uh pain series we're dealing with pain of um i think i have growth uh pain of rejection pain of wisdom listen there is pain in knowing a lot because what we know about God, when you know something, 
you got to be accountable for it. So having a lot of knowledge, having a lot of wisdom, especially when God gives it to you, you can't do something and say that you didn't know. (laughs) There is pain in knowing things, you know, and I think I'm going to focus on Solomon, you know, with that, because he was the one that asked God for wisdom. So there's pain in knowing a lot. So when we say and, and pray and ask God to give us wisdom, just know you're accountable for what you know. You can't say that you don't know. Because <laughs> God goes say, didn't remember when I told you? <laughs> so we can't do that. So anyways, it's probably other stuff that I'm leaving off of, but I just really want to deal and dive in that uh, in this pain series. We are going through some kind of pain. You know, pain of being alone, pain of I, I might can do a pain of a uh, single singleness. I think y'all want to hear that pain of being single. You know, you guys might want to a lot of people like to hear about relationships and singleness. <laughs> so I might add that on to the to the uh, to the list. But anyways, I'm not going to hold you guys. I hope the pain of obedience episode today tonight was good to you um that it blessed you that you go to god and and ask how you can be more obedient to him um ask him to help you submit to the things that he wants you to do and even in your trials and and stuff just remember when you go through things ask god god what do you want me to learn from this you know because it's gonna help you if you don't know what your purpose is it's gonna guide you the more that you consult him with these things it's gonna guide you to where he wants you to go and then one day you're gonna be like that's what you want me to do that's why i had to go through this that's why i had to go through that i promise you it's worth it to be obedient all right (laughs) so i thank you guys for coming on i'm just gonna go through my little uh list really quick um please subscribe to my youtube channel you'll get notifications there you'll get the bell that tells you when I come on. Sometimes I'm trying to do more videos on YouTube. Like editing and stuff is, you know, I'm gonna be honest, it's like a pain in the butt. So editing and and um all that stuff. So I'm trying to get on there more and do my little videos. So please subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm, I plan on doing more things with that. Um, please follow me on Instagram. I put a lot of quotes and, and everything on there. Um uh, at Relinda C. McCoy. Uh, then I have, uh, my email, Renata McCoy at the pfme.com. And then also subscribe to my podcast. Y'all, I have like 55 episodes on my podcast. So if you have not gotten tuned to them, there's times where I'm in the middle of the night, I might get up and I might record my thoughts and then I'll go to sleep, wake up. And I'm like, did I just record? God, what was you saying? And I got to listen to myself because that's God talking. So listen, don't miss out. You can listen to him when you're in the car, you know, when you're walking, exercising, you know, get some of them Jesus nuggets, y'all. So subscribe us on most platforms. If you have Apple, uh, Google, Amazon Music, um, Pandora, it's on a lot. Um, Audible on Amazon, it's on a lot of, of platforms. Uh, so if you just put in the songs of my emotions, it may pop up. Because like I said, this thing that I'm using, it it kind of pushes everything through. And I'm like, oh, I'm on there. I'm on there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just winging it, y'all, as the Holy Ghost leads me. 
And also, like I said, I will always push this book out. It's the Psalms of My Emotions. This is what it looks like on Amazon. I think it's on Bars and Nobles too. Um, yeah, I will always push this book. I'm working on another one. Um, and it is going to be a poetry book. So I want you guys to, you know, pray for me on that. <laughs> it's a poetry book and, you know, something that I, I it's long overdue. So another book is coming, y'all. <laughs> so I thank you guys for coming on. And have a good Thanksgiving. Don't eat too, too, too much. I know I'm probably, I'm saying that to y'all, but I'm probably going to overstuff myself. <laughs> but I have to cook all the food. So that's what I've been doing all week, prepping and getting things done. But anyways, I hope you guys have a good day and a good evening. And I will catch you later, guys. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>